Hey guys, it's Kevin Hughes from TikToking, and before we get to the show, I just wanted to tell you about my live show at the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado, July 7th. I'm going to have special guests, Rise Hendricks, Christian McCartney, and Jeremy and Carrie Muner, and we're going to do some live podcasting, live music, and live stand-up comedy. You guys won't want to miss this. It's going to be so fun, so funny. I mean, come on, Rise Hendricks, you know that means weird bars, right? What more do I have to say about that? Tickets starting at only 25 bucks, and you can buy them now at theorientaltheater.com. Remember, guys, July 7th, the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado. So buy your tickets now, theorientaltheater.com, and come join us for some fun and laughs. What more can I say? Be there, guys. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes, and today we have an internet sensation, one of my favorites to watch on YouTube, and he goes by the name of Uncle Hack. I relate so much to Uncle Hack because most of his content that I have watched and loved has to do with the oil field, and it is just so accurate and so damn funny. I really think you guys are going to love this one. So without further ado and no more wasting of your time... Here's Uncle Hack this week on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking, where creators come to play. TikToking, TikToking, find out what they have to say. TikToking, TikToking, fascinating interviews. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. I have Uncle Hack on the show. What's up, man? <laughs> Not too much, dude. How are you? I'm doing great, man. So I'm a huge fan, dude. I I, I love your stuff. I've been watching for a while now, and uh, so first thing I got I got to know where did Uncle Hack come from? Like, where did you get that name? Uh, well, my nickname has always been Hacksaw, like the old wrestler Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I don't know if you're an no, no. old school wrestling fan from the 90s. He was just the, the guy that would like run out and uh, smack guys with a two by four. <laughs> so I, I coined that nickname when I was like three years old. And then I don't I, I don't know why I started saying it because I was working up north and coming back home to southern Alberta. And I would just jokingly say in a group chat that uh, uncle's coming home because I was, I'd have days off and I'd just go and get liquored up with my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so at three year three years old, were you just running around and smacking people? So it kind of uh, someone gave you the nickname, or it was just you were just a fan of of hacksaw and and decided to you have people call you that. Yeah, it, it stemmed from uh, one of my dad's friends was, uh, he was just like, I, I obviously watched wrestling as a kid, mm-hmm. but then um, uh, I would hit my like younger, my other cousin that was the same age with me with like a, a mini stick, like the small plastic hockey sticks. <laughs> and then uh, one of my old man's friends was always like, oh, he's like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And then it just kind of stuck. So I've always had it. Okay. Right. (laughs) So a lot of your content that I know you for is all of your oil field stuff. Now, okay. Now, when when did you start? Are you still working in the oil field now? No, I just do comedy now, so it's a dream come true. But uh, yeah, no, I've I've been out of the oil patch now for about three and a half, four years. Oh wow! And when did you start in the oil patch? Uh, probably I started as a, uh, hot shotter mm-hmm. in, when would that have been? About 2012. Okay. Right around there. 2012, 2013, I believe right around then. Okay. And then, uh, I got a job offer to move up North and be a junior pipeline operator. So I took that and, uh, then it led me down this path. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, so I started in the oil field in 2012 as well. Uh, mm. I'm down here in Colorado. And oh, okay. Yeah, so everything that you state on your videos is, <laughs> is so relatable. It, it, it just it makes me laugh so hard because <laughs> I can't believe how much it relates to what really happens, you know. So what, what like, really made you come up with that? sort of uh 
content, I guess. What made you start recording that stuff? Uh, I would like piss around on Facebook. If I seen like trends that were funny, mm-hmm. I would just like recreate the trend in my own like kind of stupid way. And then like, I don't, I don't know what made me decide to do like the oil field stuff. I think I was bored on site one day because I, I had a pretty relaxed job. It was like a retirement gig. Yeah. My run was like, I would check three valve stations and then uh, our metering station, report our numbers. And that run maybe took me in a 10 hour day. I, if I was really hustling, I could get it all done in 45 minutes. So then, yeah, it was a, it was like, I went from like sprinting around trying to get rigs, rods and like welders, all the equipment that they would need to like literally sitting on my ass all day long and it would just started to get boring and I don't know why but I was I I would always sift through YouTube and look for creators that I thought were funny or something more relatable similar to like when Letterkenny really popped off and it was uh I don't know kind of that type of humor it was like oh fuck why can't I do that and I don't I, I don't know I just thought it was fucking hilarious at the time so i i just started making these videos and uh, the third one kind of hit and that was uh just started this kind of weird career (laughs) (laughs) so was that the third one the unwritten rules of the patch yeah it was it was that one and then i just made like i i made some stupid video of me like packing a dip and just yelling about liberals or something or like that. Cause I'd found like the banter inside of uh, like lunchrooms and stuff. Always funny. Yeah. And they like old guys in their politically charged conversations. I would sit and piss myself laughing about it. And I just thought it'd be funnier to speak like them on camera and just be, uh, I don't know, kind of a lunatic, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that was another thing I loved as well. So you always started your videos off with, you know, packing a dip. And and I could relate to that because when I – so I started chewing when I was like 18. and Yeah. But I like to say I really started chewing when I was 27 and got in the oil patch because it was like nonstop. Like you spit one out, you put another one right in. Like you did that all day. And I was used to working 12 to 15 hour days for the first like five, yeah. six years, you know? And, and that's all I did. I was like, man, I don't even think I ate today. And so like <laughs> that, that yeah. comment you made when you were like, yeah, everybody gets hungry. So you got to pack in a little dip, get that snack in there, you know? <laughs> and that shit just had me rolling. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, it's so accurate, but you never think of it at the time. But when you hear somebody else say it, it just, Oh, you just relate <laughs> to it a hundred percent. dude. so good. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I know, man. There was like so many times where we would like there, like if we had to pick our line and it went south. Mm-hmm. There, there's been some instances where, I, uh, well, I kind of hopped on the crew when they were still commissioning the line, so they were. I can't fuck. I can't remember what everything's called. It's been so long. I, I'm acting like four years is so long, but uh, <laughs> they were running like a specialty pig through the line, and it was like a 12, 14 hour day. And I was a moron and forgot to bring food. They let us know, like, we were doing this. And I didn't bring food, so I was just using chew to suppress my appetite the whole time. <laughs> so it's just like, fuck, dude. The the realness, I guess. I, I don't know. I Honestly, it's just the this shit I find funny. And then I just would, like, write it down and be like, oh, that's funny as hell. And then jot something down or it'd be, like, things that I find, like, I was relating to with my friends and shit. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is like what makes it better is it's, it's not made up shit. Like that's literally everything you say is literally how it goes. Like, like, you know, you talk about how you're gone away from, from your significant other for long periods of time. So if you act like a pussy and you look like a pussy, you're probably going to get fucked, you know, like that kind of shit. Just dude, like, yeah, it's, I mean, that's the mentality of the oil field. And I love it so much, man. And it, it, and now I've been watching a lot of your other stuff and, um, that other one about white people hitting, they should be hitting their children. Like that shit had me rolling, (laughs) dude. And like, you're just so good. And like, 
the presentation is what makes it like everybody's heard it. Everybody's seen it. If you work in this industry or if you've dealt with, with kids like that, but to hear you present it, you just have that, that's something, man, that just makes it that much better. It's great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, and so now you're doing uh, comedy full time. Like, what, what does that look like? Are you doing stand up? I saw some, uh, yeah, some comedy roasts you're doing now, and other things like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, tour with two other com- uh, comedians, uh, Sam Walker and Brett Forte, and they juggle back and forth the headlining, and then I just middle for them or host the show. And then we, uh, Brett has spent a good three years building up uh, his Roast Battle League. And then I was just like, hey, I got this brand. I like what you guys are doing. Why don't we just collide everything and try and make it bigger? And so, yeah, I've been working alongside those two now since uh, dipping my toes into the comedy pool. And it's like, oh, man, it's it's wild. It's really weird like to think that this was something I dreamed about doing as a kid. And now I'm like in my, I just turned 31 in November and it's something that I get to do for a living. So yeah, it's like, it's incredibly rewarding to, to wake up and have that freedom to work for yourself and, and do the things that we're doing and, and not answer to nobody. I hate answering to people and like working for people. It irritates me. I always hated being like on the bottom of the command. Right. And in like, I don't know. I just like, I, I'd rather work with people than for them. So it, it's, this is like the perfect blend and being able to do stand up now. Uh, it's right. Like, it's really surreal. Sometimes I got to like sit down, da- sit down and just like collect my thoughts and <laughs> just review what's happening. And I don't know. It's, it's really weird. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's really crazy. Yeah, but it's really cool. And so I, I didn't realize, so you've always wanted to be in stand-up yeah okay yeah i watched like my first special was uh dave Chappelle's killing him softly and then like i was probably like 12 13 and then that's when you know you're getting more into funnier movies mm-hmm. and saturday night live was popping and then there's uh comedy central always had specials on so i just like i really went down the rabbit hole of stand-up comedy and, you know, my buddies were the same. They were really into it. So we'd always be getting stand-up CDs and trading them back and forth. So it was like, I don't know. It was just always something that, like, we as kids were always joking about. would be like, dude, it'd be so sick to be stand-up comics. And we're, like, 13 years old in Tabor, Alberta, some shithole town just north of Ma- um, the Montana border. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're dreaming pretty big here, fellas. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 so cool, man. So when I was 21, I actually moved out to to LA and um I started editing movies and TV shows. So I went to school oh, for sick. animation and special effects and so I be, I actually met Polly Shore and became pretty good friends with him and he has uh the Comedy Store. I'm sure you've heard of the yeah. Comedy Store. And so Absolutely. I went there every weekend, man. I'm a huge comedy buff myself and I went there every weekend, and I saw and and you've everyone from Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, uh, Polly Shore do his stand up, like so many people, and it's I've always wanted to, I guess, really get the balls to get up there and try to do something myself, and uh, I've actually just booked my very first show at a theater in Denver, July seventh, where I'm doing this podcast live. And I'm, oh, nice. yeah, and I'm going to do a little, uh, comedy show with it. And I have some, some big TikTok creators coming through and they're going to perform and stuff. And so this is like my first chance to actually do it. So I completely, I'm feeling that adrenaline already, even though I'm a few months away, but I, I could only imagine doing it for a living, man. It's gotta be a blast. Yeah, man. It's in like, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe I got a horseshoe up my ass or some, uh, some shit like that, but it seems like I can't miss I mean, sure, there's the the trials and errors that you got to make to to figure this this stuff out, and it's a whole new art compo- compared to like making videos to the internet. Mm-hmm. But um, like the first open mic I did, I bombed bad, and it just like created a hunger for it more because it was like I really want to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> like I, that that sucked to go up there and just shit the fucking bed on. <laughs> And I told, yeah, I told myself I'd write for three months and then to have that happen was, it was just like, oh, it's defeating. So, and then the pandemic hit. So, it was, but 
I lied to actually the one guy I told you about earlier, Brett Forte. He was running a show where he'd put two newer comics up against one another, mm-hmm. and they'd perform. And uh, the winner got like a hundred bucks or whatever. But but you got in front of a crowd and got to perform fifteen minutes. And I didn't have fifteen minutes of material, but I told him I did. And he put me against actually the guy that also is with us, Sam Walker, who is a six-year veteran. And somehow I squeaked a win out on him. <laughs> And <laughs> just fucking around and, and like nothing like not saying that Sam isn't a great comic. I just think like maybe nerves or something. I don't know something clicked, and uh, that turned into an opportunity to come down to Austin, Texas, and and do some uh, do some gigs and shit down there. And it was it was cool. It was cool as hell. So it's like uh, I don't know. It just seems like the ball is now rolling on it. It's yeah. something that I've thought about for a long time. So I hope that happens with you too, man. That'd be sick. Well, I hope I don't bomb the first one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm super. I, I'm excited about. It. I'm a little nervous, but like because of the names that I have coming along with me to get on stage and support me and and be a part of this show. Like for them, I gotta, you know, I gotta really show up and and make sure that i do the best that i can so um i'm doing more of a a little bit of stand-up but i'm gonna be doing a lot of uh pre-recorded video type skits in my comedy as well like talking about Mm -hmm. a story and then presenting it on screen like kind of showing what it's about so i'm hoping that helps because i'm i'm super comfortable in front of the camera but i haven't done stage stuff and man since i was a kid you know and so but i'm excited i think I think it'll be good. And when you say you bombed, like, did you just, did you just forget your stuff or was it just standing in no front of laughed. people? No one laughed. No, no, no one laughed. One comic in the back laughed once in, in that. It's never a good thing when the comedians are laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. Right. Right. <laughs> so that show that you won, when you said you didn't have 15 minutes of material, when you ran out, was it like five minutes in, ten minutes in, and then how did you redeem yourself with that? I I just had like the the stuff that I thought, and I was trying to play it out as long. I fucked around with the crowd a little bit. I'm really I, I like talking with people, so it's like to ask people questions and try and get something out of them and run off of that a little. So with that, I was able to kind of fuck around enough to fill the time. Yeah, and you could definitely tell, like after rewatching the footage, you can see all the holes in my game, no problem. <laughs> but after you're like so stoked, you're like, dude, I just did 15 minutes, but it wasn't good 15 minutes. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just, uh, and it was like the first time I ever said like I I I went under my real name when I'd go to open mics and stuff like that. I still do that, um, just because I don't know. Fuck. I don't want to be the guy. I didn't want to be the guy that just like drug people out to shows and then I bomb. I'd rather like perfect something, even if it's a good solid five minutes, and be able to present that and take it to a show rather than just like make this a big uh, spectacle. Like, hey, come see me, come see me. Right. And I, I just deliver horrible comedy. It's not funny. So. I, I do my best to, like, I don't use the Uncle Hack name. I use my real name, Brendan. And, and uh, I don't know. It's just, that just seemed to be the route that I wanted to take. And I wanted to take it serious rather than, because, like, you see, like, like T.I. Uh, lately. Yeah. It goes up and just fucking bombs where, like, you you learn that quick. And after bombing my first open mic, I was like, okay, I'm really happy that I didn't go under the alias that I've created for myself. (laughs) Yeah. And not only that, you get to kind of recreate yourself as well. Like it's not all like put on what you used to do on YouTube or, you know, now you get to like recreate into something more in, into the stand up comedy gig instead of the behind the camera stuff, you know? And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Yeah. So are you looking to, act at some point like are you wanting to be on screen or are you just good doing the the on-stage stand-up comedy stuff um i don't know i've never really put that much thought into it i mean if there's like an opportunity i've done like a indie film here in the city and it was like a cameo bit that 
uh, I don't know, I was in the movie for like maybe 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I mean, if it's a challenge, I'd definitely take it on and see what it's about. But uh, that's definitely not what I'm like striving for or nothing. I, I really, uh, I'd really like to be known more as a stand up comic. Okay. And uh, go that path. But if those opportunities come up, I mean, I would never turn it down and see it as a challenge and take it full on. Yeah. Like we, I guess like we're doing a little bit of acting. I wouldn't call it great acting with like the sketches and stuff that we put out. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, like I wouldn't say I'm a professional by any means. (laughs) You know, like I just a retard with a fucking DSLR camera (laughs) at the end of the day. (laughs) Well, and I think honestly, that's where most, what most standups are. I mean, I think they all, kind of start and stand up, you know, like Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle, like, and then eventually the acting gigs kind of come and they just have to yeah. learn with it. And you could see a lot of the, the comedians when they first start in a movie, their acting isn't, isn't great, but they've done it so many times along the way that you see it gradually get better and better each time, you know? So I think they all kind of have that same mindset and, I don't know, man. You're hilarious. I, I could see you in like a sitcom or something, dude. I, I it'd be great. It really would. Yeah, I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> I imagine the paydays are pretty sick. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, sure. yeah you know. <laughs> well, and you mentioned Austin, Texas. Are you living in Austin now? I wish, dude. I fucking loved it there. I, I, if I had a visa, I definitely wouldn't be in Canada. I know that for, for a fact. Or if I was able to, in the future, get a green card. I, I, we've been looking at the process of it. Like, I definitely want to end up in America. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going up, uh, going on up there, isn't there right now? In Canada, yeah, with the election and everything. Yeah, I, well, our one just passed. Um, there's like. There's provincial elections happening, but it's just, I don't know, there's, it seems like COVID is still, uh, it's still a thing up here. Mm -hmm. Like, and when we were in Texas last year in July, it just didn't exist. And and up here, we're we're dealing with, you know, um, some provinces still have restrictions in place. Like, where I'm at, they, they lifted everything, like, about a month and a half ago, two months ago. But some provinces are still, like, you need a QR code to go to restaurants. Um, I try not to pay attention to it and just kind of focus on what we're doing now and, and just make fun of it. Because, uh, I don't know, it's depressing. Especially knowing, like, once we got down to Austin, we just spent two years in lockdown. And then you're just like thrown into the wild again and you're trying to like communicate with people and shit. I just felt like a fucking alien, man. Right? <laughs> it was wild. Yeah. It was, yeah, it sucked. So how's that been up there? I mean, as far as doing your comedy and stand up uh, is, how is the restrictions, I guess, when going into a club? Does everybody have to prove like vac- vaccination or like a negative test or anything? Or how's that going? I'm not sure. I think British Columbia is still like, pressing on it i i i again i i I don't know what they're going i just like no alberta dropped everything like you don't need vax passes there's no restrictions on capacity no more you don't have to uh there's no negative tests but to fly out of the this is the fucked up part you got to be double vaccinated to fly out of canada so before you can pass customs yeah double the yeah 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 you have to be vaccinated that or you need um, I believe it's a, I, I believe you just, you might need a negative test, but they for, yeah, no, never mind. No, you need to be vaccinated to leave the country oh, wow. or to come in. Yeah. It's wild, man. It's crazy. This, uh, it's, it's, it's really It's fucking depressing. It's good. It is, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. so all your stand up that you're doing right now, are you just in Canada and then you made the one trip to Austin or where are you guys touring right now? Uh, just through Canada. Okay. I, and for, uh, yeah, I, I can't work in the States uh, or else I'll get banned. So we just went down there, did open mics. We didn't do any paid gigs or anything like that. We were just put on some shows and it, that was that. So we just went down there, hung out and uh, met some people down there. And hopefully, you know, we can go back and, and do the same thing again and just do open mics and 
you know, it sucks because <laughs> I would love to live down there, man. Yeah. It's fucking sweet. The States is awesome. I love America. It's my favorite fucking country on this planet. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I was talking to, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Rebecca Joe Baruchel. She's married to um, Jay Baruchel, the actor. Yeah, yeah. So they live up in uh, in Canada, and Jay actually forfeited his green card because he hates the U.S. that much. Like, <laughs> so what an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny to hear like both sides of it. You know, like some people are like, "I love Canada. I don't want to go anywhere else," and other people are like, "I want to get the fuck out of here." You know. And I, I honestly want to check out Canada at some point. I would like to go up there and, and, and check it out. I don't know if I want to live there, but I definitely want to go check it out. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, man. Like, you get into the Rocky Mountains and shit up here. I mean, you're in Colorado, yeah. so you know a bit about the mountains. But there's, like, do you ski or snowboard or anything? I used to. Uh, I kind of grew out of it, man. I, I hate the snow now, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and I'm so over it. But... I would recommend if you were coming up here, like anything like right around like Fernie, BC is so nice, man. And it's so overlooked. Banff is too touristy. It's not that it's, it's fun if you want to go and get like the tourist experience of like Canada, Mm -hmm. but like Fernie's awesome. It's just like ski bums and shit there. And it's like beautiful. I love it down there so much, man. And like to the the Toronto's like a shithole, so I wouldn't. I don't know. It, it's it's just a grody, disgusting city. <laughs> and then Vancouver's like it'd be tight. Like Halifax would be sick to check out too. Okay. The, I haven't been out there, but everybody I've seen or everybody I've talked to that's been out to Halifax and like East Coast Canadians are uh, they're a different breed, man. They're so nice huh. and welcoming uh they're like they're like phenomenal people a lot of them leave the east coast and come work in alberta and they're like the the best they kick so much ass okay good luck trying to understand them but we <laughs> <laughs> fucking it, it sounds like a it sounds like a grown man with a speech impediment that has peanut butter in his mouth hey everybody how you doing everybody oh shit working off there all fucking alberta hey it's just like you'll Never be able to figure it the fuck out. It's like a uh, uh, Canadian Boomhauer, you know, from King of the yeah, Hill. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got that, like, Louisiana fucking mud man shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, July 7th, if you want to come out to Colorado, man, you're more than welcome. It'll be fun. Hell yeah, right after uh, your big holiday. Yeah, yeah, July 4th, yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Dude, I was in te- I was in Austin for July Fourth down there. That's the first time I've ever been in the states for uh, July Fourth. Uh-huh. So much fun! Wow, it is, man. Holy shit! I thought there were shootings outside of our uh, uh, Airbnb, uh-huh. but I, it, like every night I'd wake up and I'd be like, "Boys, I think there's there's fucking shootings happening." Because <laughs> I don't know if we were in a rough area or not. But it was just people shooting off fireworks drunk as hell at like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. And it it just threw me for a loop. I was like, fuck, we're in the heart of it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Texas, uh, Texas is known to celebrate quite a bit. I mean, it, they're, uh, they're a whole different breed themselves, but Texas is great. I, I worked down there a little bit um, in the oil fields, and yeah, it, it's definitely – it's definitely a different part of the world, that's for sure. But I love it. I love Texas, man. It's great. It's it's hot, but it's great. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. dude. I couldn't handle it. I like humid heat opposed to like a dry Arizona heat. And like that just beat the hell out of me, oh, man. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> so when you started first recording all of your stuff, was it YouTube that you started on or Facebook? Uh, yeah, it was Facebook. Oh, Facebook. Okay. Was, yeah, I just like... I started doing it off of my personal page and then a few videos went viral and I was like, oh, okay. Then I looked deeper into it and was like, okay, we'll create Facebook pages, YouTubes, all that shit, uh, Instagram. And then, yeah, just started fucking around on the internet and trying to figure it all out as we go. (laughs) Yeah. And now I see you're on TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) And, And how is that comparable for you with like YouTube and Facebook? Um, 
I just look at it as like a tool, you yeah. know, it's just like another tool to throw in your bag and, and you know what, some people are getting like tremendous success. There's been a few comedians here in, in the city that have, you know, turned their career around just based off them being active on TikTok. So, you know, um, so I just started throwing up content on there as well and it, hopefully it just gets our shit in front of more eyeballs and, and it gives me an opportunity to kind of go and do stand up more. Uh, across the country yeah so danger cats is that is that kind of like your your crew that you travel around with doing stand-up yeah i guess like we just call it danger cats comedy and we use that as the branding because it's more familiar i guess but yeah it it would be like uh just sam brett and i we just go under the banner of danger cats comedy and kind of float under that yeah. use it to our advantage i guess yeah that's cool <laughs> so i need to hear this story uh we were just talking about okay. tiktok and i saw one of yours where you were talking to your grandfather and <laughs> and he, he brought a prostitute to thanksgiving <laughs> and now i need to hear this full story man <laughs> oh man that was so wild he doesn't know that i recorded that still so i'm waiting for him i put it up tuesday and I'm waiting for him to like figure out that I've done this because I don't know how he's going to take it. I'm like the golden child in his eyes. So he's either going to be pissed at me for probably a good couple hours and then get over it. Because, But dude, I was 16 years old and I come over to grandpa's house. It's like 2006. Just show up. And I walk in and there's a black woman sitting on the couch. And I was like, I looked at my auntie and I was like, such a fucking infant, like brained idiot. And I looked at my auntie and I'm like, is that like a distant cousin from out east or something that I don't know? And my auntie just shook her head, you idiot. No, that's your grandpa's friend that he brought from Toronto. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, no, that's a prostitute from Toronto that your grandfather brought with him he, all the way back here. And it was so, once I realized that, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, wow. And then, I, like, it was it was so awkward cause, and, like, <laughs> funny at the same time because, like, my family's trying to be so polite and be like, hey, would you like any dinner? And my, my, da- my uh, dad is just such an asshole. Oh, fucking, what the fuck? <laughs> bitching and moaning so she felt uncomfortable and like left and went and walked around town and came back and then she tried stealing the dog across from he lives in like one of those like old men kind of complexes yeah that they're all like condos in a way <laughs> like a senior citizen <laughs> home or something yeah but they they're still like it's like the connected house is not quite a duplex but uh I can't, I, I don't know the name for it, okay. but he lives in like a cul-de-sac of, of these t- style of housing. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, this woman like went across the street where this, these people had their dog on a, on a leash cause all the yards are open and she like stole the dog. So then that made it like even more awkward with the <laughs> neighbors. It was just like a, a whole shit show of events. And yeah, I asked, and, and like I brought it up to him a while ago. I was probably maybe like 25 when I brought it up. And they're like, yeah, do you remember this? And he goes, yeah, she's a wonderful gal. <laughs> but then he didn't, he left out a key part of the story is they started arguing in Winnipeg and uh, it was about money or something. And he's like, listen, I'll pay you when we get back to Toronto. And then they started, she started like beating on him and uh, trying to kick his ass inside the semi. So he like pulled over to the next like, fucking trucker lot and booted her out and continued on to Toronto. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. How far of a drive uh, is it to Toronto? Oh, dude, it's uh it's what was it? It's about 16 hours. It's 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 easily like a 2-3 2 day hike, two and a half day hike in a semi. Holy shit. So it's basically like driving from where would it be like LA to somewhere in the midwest wow yeah that first off that's an expensive thanksgiving date <laughs> so you know what i mean like hey can you go with me for like three days to my family's thanksgiving dinner <laughs> oh dude he had it for like two weeks holy shit no wonder he didn't have he hadn't paid her yet <laughs> mm-hmm. dude that that's a killer story holy shit 
<laughs> oh man, he was like, he's pretty open. He's got a pretty wild life, and I don't know. Maybe our relationship is a little weird compared to like most people with their grandparents. But he's like, he tells me all these hilarious stories about hookers all the time, and he's like, he told me one when I was visiting when I uh, uh, when I was down there last that uh, when my uncle was sixteen years old. He, uh, they, they, they were trucking or he brought him in the truck down to Houston mm -hmm. and across the parking lot was some lot lizards sitting there. And one was like, I guess pretty hot. And my, my uncle was just like, Oh, and he's like, what you want her? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, all right. He went and paid for this hooker for his 16th birthday. And my uncle's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I, I can't do this. And he goes, you fucking little son of a bitch. I already paid for it. <laughs> and he was pissed about it so he's like all right well you wait out in the truck i'm going to fuck her <laughs> so, so he made my uncle wait while he went and banged this hooker <laughs> oh my god that's awesome that yeah dude he's out of control <laughs> oh damn so so uh oh i kind of lost train of thought there that's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how i grew up <laughs> oh so um with these rap battles, how did how did that get going? Like, I know you were into the stand-up stuff, but why, why did the rap battles begin? Uh, roast battles. Roast battles, yeah. sorry, roast battles. Roast, yeah, yeah, I wish I could rap Right, battle. yeah, I apologize. I'd probably have more. I'm telling you, your, no, your story yeah, fucked me up, dude. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. We started talking about black hookers. Yeah, man. Just Stealing like dogs. African culture is just, I guess, African-American culture no, is no. just like stuck right there. <laughs> no, the roast battles, uh, sorry. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I got invited to do one, and I thought it'd be fun. I went there, and uh, I, I had a blast. I always used to talk a lot of shit in hockey, so like being able to talk some shit on stage, was it seemed fun. It seemed like a challenge, and uh, it's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to write a good roast. So uh, now I've done, like, we've done maybe, this will be our fifth one on May 6th, and uh i don't know man i just have a blast doing them so that's awesome and it's it, it kind of suits the brand and I, I i like the aspect of like the freedom of speech aspect of it you know like it's two people that are willing to just say just mean cruel things to one another and at the end of the day shake hands and go their separate ways or we're for the most part like some of these people i don't know some of them i do know and uh yeah, we just shit on one another for everybody's entertainment. And at the end of it, it's like, say la vie. That was a lot of fun. Have you ever come across anybody that was bitter after a roast battle? Uh, not at any of the ones that I've been a part of, but I have heard in the past of like people losing their shit at it or like some people have like cried and oh, wow. I hope I, I hope I deliver some blows hard enough to make someone cry <laughs> on stage because as as cruel and vicious as that sounds it just i don't know at the same time it's just like it exposes the holes of humanity in a way you know right. like yeah it's like okay so your ego is too big that you can't handle somebody else fucking shitting on you for seven jokes right get a get a grip on yourself <laughs> we're not that fucking important we're entertainers at the end of the day this is all for entertainment this doesn't mean jack shit you're like yeah you signed up for a roast battle and you came at me and I came at you harder. I am just that good to make you cry. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. I've heard yeah, I I would love I would love that that to have that almost hang it, it maybe that's like uh the the fucked up part of me where it's just like you can hang like it right in front of their face and be like, I got you. I don't know, it's just like in hockey, if you piss somebody off to the point you throw them off their game. Right. It was like you yeah, and I, I was pretty good at that. I couldn't fight worth a shit, so, you know, uh, I just used my mouth as a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds gay, but. <laughs> well, I grew up playing ice hockey myself. and Oh, nice. Yeah, and I've always been, like, just a bigger build, so I was mainly, like, I played center, but I wasn't, they didn't really keep me as, like, the goal scorer. I was more of the enforcer, so yeah. we weren't allowed to fight in our league down here, just. I, they just didn't allow it. You'd be ejected right right away for the entire year, not just that game. So what? yeah, so I would just wow. uh, hit really hard. I mean, I've I've broken people's collarbones and noses, and 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 that got to me, man. Like that really fucked with my head. Like 
I thought, holy shit, like I'm unstoppable. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm going to fucking rock everybody here. And one time dude is all it took. And this guy, he, he was, he was probably like two of me just destroyed me and it just crushed my ego to like nothing. But I needed that because I was getting to a point where I thought I was like, yeah, no one's going to ever fucking touch me. You know what I mean? Did you ever have anything like that? I always knew I was a weasel. So <laughs> I, I was dirty. I was like, I was a dirty hockey player. I'd run the goalie. I'd do like everything, you, you know, I completely removed any integrity of the game and I just played like an asshole. So I, I've gotten beat up a few times, mm. <laughs> but uh, I would never, I would always like, I'd never pick fights with somebody bigger than me. I'd try and piss them off and have them chase me around because then it, he's more worried about me than the the best players. So and then I just yap the whole time. And then we already had big guys that were like, yeah, if you stir it up, I'll clean up the mess. So I always had like this, I don't know. It's, it's like having a bodyguard. And <laughs> right. <laughs> a, yeah. But if they got a hold of me, I'd take my licking. I'd, I'd give them my best, but it never went well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still play in adult league or anything? I haven't in a while. I mean, like rinks have been shut down for two years. Oh. I went and played like senior double A up here. So that would be like, uh, Probably where a lot of ex pros go to play, a lot of ex junior guys and stuff like that. And I had played like competitive hockey in, oh man, years. And I went and played that. It was like six years since I played competitive hockey and went and played that for two years. Yeah. And uh, it was a riot, man. Um, guys are a lot stronger. I, 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 they thought I was going to come in and be a tough guy because I've, I came from, uh, I used to fight, uh -huh. uh, mixed martial arts, but I was only a 155er. And the, the other guy that I used to train with was on that team. And uh, he was like the toughest guy in the league. So they like they were thinking like, oh, we're going to have two of them. Oh, and shit. I was not as big as him. I couldn't throw like he did. He was just like, he's tough as nails. And I, here I was just like kind of a, a fucking weasel. So it was like back to the old days again of, just being a fucking weasel out there and drumming shit up for him. Yeah. Cause we ended up playing on the same line <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so I played up, up through high school and, and then I stopped at when I was like 19 and then I tried out for adult league in when I was like 26. Yeah. Holy shit, man. I, I cannot believe how hard it was to get out there and skate. Like, I was like, how did I do this before? Like, dude, it's a, it's a tough sport, man. You got to be like, you're full. You got to be full body ready. Like it's, it's, it's crazy, man. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm too old now, <laughs> but exactly. Yeah. So are you a Maple Leafs fan then? Fuck no, 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 God, no. That team's garbage. It's trash. <laughs> so who's your, team? I like a much, I like an equally worse team. The Oilers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Who was it last year? Uh, was it one of the teams went to the uh, Stanley Cup, right? A Canadian team? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, no, it was uh, who won last year, wasn't it? Well, I thought they went though. I thought they were they were competing for it. I could be wrong. I, no, I don't. I don't. Th a Canadian team hasn't made the finals. I think the last team to make uh, the finals was who the hell was it? Was it the Flames? Man, I cannot remember. I thought it was last year, so obviously I'm I'm out of the game. Jamie, can you pull that up? <laughs> <laughs> I got you here. Uh, the last would have been is the last Canadian hockey team to. So 92-93, the Montreal Canadiens were the last team to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, See, I thought it was the Montreal Canadiens that went last year. Did they make the final? Last Canadian team to make the... It would have been... Vancouver in 2011. Oh. That would have been the last time a Canadian team made the final. Oh, that's right, because of the riots. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then it was Calgary in 04, Edmonton in 06, and then the Ottawa Senators in 07. Okay, yeah, it's been a while then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's a Canadian team that could do it this year. The Flames are looking good, though. They might have a good shot. Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers for the abs, but it seems like man, we have a good team. Just a hot we, team. Yeah, we just choke in the playoffs, man. And Las Vegas, those fucking Golden Knights, man, they're really good. <laughs> they're a really good team. Yeah. They're a very good team. Yeah. Very exciting to watch, too. Yeah. Do you guys watch NFL up there at all? I dabble actually. Yeah. I'm getting more into it. I I I love sitting on the couch and like I don't know football from <coughs> my asshole to a hole in the ground, man. <laughs> and but I enjoy watching it. Like it's it's entertaining. And you know, Sunday, I I've been in some fantasy leagues like to help me like learn the players and shit. But I'm with guys that like follow the NFL right. up here. But. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I, I'd love to learn more about it, but it seems like Sundays I'm just like, just watching it, just soaking it in, fucking around on the phone. It's great to have it in like background noise, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I could say I'm a football fan. Yeah. <laughs> I went to my first NFL game, uh, about five years ago, and watched the Cardinals play the Jaguars, and it was awesome. Oh yeah, I'm sure the Jags mm-hmm. got their ass kicked. I believe they lost, yes. (laughs) Yeah, we were hammered. We were down there for a stay. Oh, right on. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was just like a sports weekend. We watched the Coyotes play the Knights, and then the following day we watched the Cards play the Jags, and it was fucking sick. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Well, cool, man. I have some uh, fast round questions. They're just uh, kind of some questions to get to know you a little bit more, if that works. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So what is your favorite movie and your favorite TV show? Uh, favorite movie is Snatch, and my favorite TV show is probably maybe like The Boondocks or Chappelle Show. Okay, yeah, Chappelle Show is one of my favorites of all time, man. That was so good, oh, dude. So <laughs> I funny. know. <laughs> yeah, Chappelle Show or like Seinfeld. Those are like not neck and neck. Yeah. <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? Uh, Bali, Indonesia. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Have you been there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Southeast Asia is like, I had, I loved it there, man. I like the people. I like how like they live and just like the location. It was tight as hell. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, when you drive, are you a fast driver or a slow driver? Uh, it kind of depends on the day. I'm noticing now, like I'm a slower, like not so much. I'm like in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I, I don't put any stress on where I need to be. And I've gotten way too many fucking photo radar tickets and speeding tickets over the years, and it pisses me off whenever I have to go in and renew my license, pay all that money. Right. <laughs> yeah, drives me nuts. So they don't make you pay until you renew your license? You know, you can, like, pay it, or you can be an asshole like I do, and then you get a late fee on top of it, and you wait until, like, your license needs to be renewed, or you go, you go and register a vehicle, yeah. then they hit you. Ah, uh, yeah, see, the way they do yeah. it down here, and they don't really have the cameras anymore, the radar cameras, but um, the way they used to do it is if you got that ticket and you didn't pay it in a certain amount of time, they revoke your license, so... Next time you got pulled over, you realize that your license is no good and you spend the night in jail. So, <laughs> whoa, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy, dude. Americans love throwing oh. fucking people behind bars. Yes, they do, man. <laughs> it's dude. fucking crazy. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, what's your favorite genre of music? Uh, probably it's a tie between like '90s gangster rap or like '80s hair metal. Okay, you have any favorite uh, rapper or? group yeah uh i would probably say my my favorite rapper is like biggie oh yeah 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 i'm a big biggie fan and uh, like biggie and snoop okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah both of them great uh, it was i wish biggie was still around and tupac man i i think they would have just killed yeah. it still to this day but <laughs> um are you a go-out-to-eat type of person, or do you like to stay home and cook? Uh, I go out to eat. My cooking is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, uh, who is your favorite TikTok creator? Uh, TikTok. 
Um, that's a good question. Does it have to be specifically TikTok, like that they, or just a creator that's on TikTok? How about we just do any? Who's your favorite social media slash YouTube creator? Uh, probably Shane Gillis right now. Okay, I don't think I've yeah. ever seen him. Uh, he does like sketches and stuff. He's the guy that got fired from SNL for, um, about a year and a half. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He got hired and fired in like twenty four <laughs> hours, and then it. It, he just said piss on it and started making his own sketches and putting them on YouTube. Yeah. So his clips do make it to TikTok and they're hilarious. It's like, I don't know. He's doing some of like the funniest stuff on the internet right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to check him out on TikTok. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's same with uh, Ryan Long. I, I came across Ryan Long. He's a Canadian uh, comedian, but I, I came across his stuff uh, through TikTok. And then that led me to go and like watch a bunch of his specials and shit. And he's he's super funny too. All right, nice. Yeah, I have to check them out. Cool. Well, dude, this has been amazing, and I'm so happy that you decided to come on and you were able to come on and find the time for me. And this has been a lot of fun, man. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem, dude. All right. Well, let's keep in touch, man. And uh, you know, send me some funny shit because I'm always down to watch and. Uh, I think I told you I'll send you my number through email. I know you said you're bad about getting back at texts, but um, I'll go ahead and send it and hit me up anytime. And if you do want to make that trip to Colorado in July, man, let me know. We'll make it happen. Sounds good, man. All right, bro. Well, you take care. You too, brother. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. Damn, that was a fun conversation with Uncle Hack. The dude's so nice and just a lot of fun. And the humor he brings, I really hope that he gets to come to Colorado at some point and do some stand-up because I would love to watch this guy on stage. He's so funny and such a great person. He was fun to talk to. I can't say more positive things about him. So, you guys love that one. You're going to love next week as well because I have another fantastic guest for you next week. So if I don't see you, as always, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.